Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science has been teaching us for many years that all life is interconnected and interdependent. And um, spirituality and ancient wisdom has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons. And what, when, what you do to another person, you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is healing from the inside out with Dr. No Man. Noman, I'm trying to pronounce his name correctly, Noman Nahim, MD. Thank you so much, Dr. Noman. Thank <laughs> you, Carolyn. And um, Dr. Noman is uh, connecting with us from Canada. Mm -hmm. yes. yes, thank you, Carolyn, for having me. Uh, looking forward to this. Oh, very, very good. Well, like I said, the title of the show is Healing from the inside out, which is the title of your book, which I'm showing the audience right now, Healing from the Inside Out. And I just love that because I know everything happens from the inside out. The outer world is an illusion. Right. What's real is what's inside of us. So, mm -hmm. and you are an MD, medical doctor, and I would love for you to share your journey, your, your awakening to the truth of medicine, mm -hmm. especially since that's your field, um, with our listeners and how you came about writing this book. Mm, it's a long story, and I think we have some time to get into that. Okay, So great. I could not have written a book like this unless I had been on my own healing journey. Okay. So I think that the best way to start is to go back to my childhood. Um, I, I was born in London, England. My parents were immigrants from Pakistan there. And um, they, they moved to uh, Canada when I was very young. I was five years old. And uh, we initially lived in Toronto for a couple of years. But then we moved to a, a smaller town slash city east of Toronto, about 30 miles, called Oshawa. And um, I was about five or six when we, well, actually, I was about seven when we moved, uh, five when I came to Canada, so seven when we moved there. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember us being the only South Asian family in our neighborhood, and I'm being the only South Asian kid in my school. Mm -hmm. And the way I had, I, I had been brought up to that point, I was taught that, you know, not to see anybody as different, to yes. judge everyone for their own, their own their character exactly but i was and i didn't realize it at the time but i was seen as different because of the color of my skin and i was treated differently by other kids uh i would say even to some degree by um you know staff at my school and and you know the people who i would look up to and i faced a lot of racial discrimination and and i never realized this until years later but at that time I was made to feel um, less than I am by people around me just because of the color of my skin and because I was different and I had a different uh, culture and a different background. We, we, I grew up as a Muslim. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, 
you know, there was bullying. There was, uh, there was also, you know, also everything that goes along with that. And um, that created in me a lack of self-worth. Mm-hmm. And that, that, self, that lack of self-worth led to um, negative thinking. And I would say my illness was negative thinking, something that I have suffered with for a long time. Mm-hmm. And the way I dealt with it, and the other thing about that was hockey is a big thing in Canada, and everybody played ice hockey, and I didn't, right? Because my parents didn't know anything about the culture or anything. So, I mean, I was also kind of an outcast because of that reason. Right. And um, so the way I dealt with that was I decided that, you know what, I am very good um, at learning and studying and um, excelling intellectually. So I dived into my studies and I, I started um, excelling academically. And I did that from a very young age, uh, went into later in my years. And, you know, diving into my books and learning actually really um, stimulated an, a, a keen intellectual curiosity because when I started doing that, I started becoming interested in things that I, not just things I was learning in school, but I started getting, started reading voraciously and learning as much as I can. And I became interested in human behavior and human potential. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe my interest in human potential came as a way to deal with my own negative thinking. I remember um, in adolescence reading my, my first book in that area, which was by someone who I didn't know at the time. Mm-hmm. But we all know now Tony Robbins and the oh, first yeah. book, first book mm-hmm. I read of his was Unlimited Power. Wow. Mm-hmm. When I read that book, it just blew me away. And um, it, it, it really um, enlightened me as to, um, you know, our true potential and how, you know, people are living below their potential. Then I started getting into Wayne Dyer and right. Deepak Chopra and later on other, other, you know, luminous authors. Well, I, I, wanna, I don't want to cut you off, but I do want to share something with you. Yes. Uh, I think I, I mentioned to you, at the, you know, before we started this sh- recording the show, that this is my 101 show. Yes. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I have to tell you, especially when a guest shares about their childhood, there is always something with every guest that I identify with. Mm-hmm. Now, you spoke about being the only person of color in your mm-hmm. school. So was I. Um, oh, okay. My parents sent me away, me and my brother, they sent us away to go to middle school and to high school. Mm-hmm. And in the town that my aunt, they sent me away to live with my aunt who lived in Oakland, New Jersey. Most people okay. have never even heard of Oakland, New Jersey. You say Oakland, they think of Oakland, California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, <laughs> there is an Oakland, New Jersey. And okay. there, my aunt was the only um, family of color in the whole yeah. town. Right, so right, right. It was my brother, my cousin, and myself. We were uh-huh. the only children of color in the school. Okay. And so when you said that, you know, I was like, wow. And it's like, but every, that just, that all comes down to the oneness, how we mm-hmm. all have so many, you know, if you, if people start just sharing their stories, they'll be amazed on how many things that mm-hmm. they have in common. But yes, yeah, so I just wanted to share that. So I did, I experienced that too, being the yeah. only person of color. Yeah. So you know exactly uh, what, what I went through. And, yes. and, and, you know, speaking of story, I mean, there's so much power in stories. That's why I yes. love 
I love sharing my story. So I, I became interested in the human potential and I started reading all these books. I dived into them. And then sometime, I guess, you know, maybe late in high school or early in my 20s, I decided, you know, this, I, I want, this is the kind of stuff I want to do. I want to do what all these, um, you know, Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, all these people are doing. But, um, you know, what now is known as coaching, right? It's become a very, like a booming career. It wasn't a well-defined path at that time in the late 80s, early 90s. So I, I, I didn't have a defined path to, to do what they do. So I, I, I got interested in medicine. Mm-hmm. And the reason was is because it combined a lot of things that really attracted me, which included learning a large amount of knowledge in a short amount of time, mm-hmm. um, service to humanity. And being able to work almost anywhere in the world and being, because one of my goals was to travel. So I, um, you know, I applied to medical school. I didn't get in in Canada. I had to leave the country to go to medical school. I did that in the Dominican Republic, got my medical degree. um, And I trained in the U.S. uh, in terms of uh, my specialty, which was uh, pulmonary and critical care. And then I went into practice. And you know, it was around that time when I started practicing, you know, when I had started medical school and practicing, you know, I, I got so busy that I had left all of that other reading I, I was doing on, you know, human behavior, human potential, the transformation, the metaphysics. Right. But then when I got into practice, I started to notice trends. And the trends I noticed is that the majority of patients do not get well. They remain trapped in the paradigm of chronic disease. and you know, the thing that really bothered me is that nowhere in my medical school training or in my um, higher residency and fellowship training did anybody ever question that. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody ever questioned why people don't ever get better. It, it was just, you know, well, this is the way it is. And we just basically treat their symptoms and, you know, through medications and surgery. So it was after a few years in practice, like my interest got rekindled in. Well, my, let me step back. I, I started thinking deeply about, well, why are people not getting better? Why are people not healing? And then I started to remember my interest earlier in my life, uh, reading about transformation and metaphysics and consciousness. And I dived even deeper into um, uh, that body of work. And there were other authors that I read, people like Eckhart Tolle and my you know, favorite. Michael, my yeah, favorite. Mike Eckhart Tolle and Michael Neal and Michael Bernard Beckwith, yes. and all sorts of different authors. Yes. And then I had always been interested in writing a book because as someone who was an avid reader, I was fascinated by the medium of a book uh, with the ability, the potential to reach large numbers of people, thousands, maybe even millions. Mm-hmm. So I started to uncover the reasons why people don't heal. And those mm-hmm. reasons were that medical school and our training only addresses the most superficial level of who we are, which is the physical. Mm-hmm. And I, I started to realize it does not even touch on the psychological or the mental or the mind, um, the emotional aspects of who we are, our vibrational uh, self, which is the energy, right. our energy, and also the spiritual self. So it was at that point I decided, you know, I need to, um, I need to put this all down in writing. And that's when I started writing this book, which was approximately, I would say, three and a half years ago. Um, I had the, the idea had been conceived many years before that, but I didn't start writing it till then. Mm-hmm. 
And then I went on this path of writing this book, not even knowing if I would complete it, not even knowing if it would get published. So I completed it. I would say, how long has it been? Probably about a, maybe almost two years ago, uh, maybe a little, little less than that. And then I found a publisher uh, late in 2017. Mm -hmm. And the book's been out since September. And uh, um, that's my journey in a nutshell. And, and I feel that even though um, there's a lot there in terms of story, I feel mm -hmm. like my journey is just beginning. And the book, book is, just, is just the beginning. I was seeing the book as an endpoint, But now I'm seeing it's just the beginning. It's the beginning. And there's a, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to take it wherever, yes. in any direction you'd like to, Carolyn. It's, it's, it's the beginning of a new chapter in your life. So, yeah. yeah. Finishing the book was the end, was also the end of a chapter. It was but the end of a chapter, but yeah. Beginning at the same time, just like right, graduations. Right. Graduations are beginnings and end, you know, endings and beginnings at the same time. And, yes. Um, yes. So please let's dive into some of the pearls of wisdom in, in your book. Excellent. Okay, so yes, you share. Give us some. I, I mean, I know. Actually, I'm not a medical doctor at all. No. Okay. And and I'm I'm completely holistic. So I hope yes. that doesn't, doesn't offend you because I, I. No, I am too. I, I am too. I mean. Medicine. <laughs> yeah. There's no way that I could have written a book like this without coming from a holistic perspective. Okay. Right. Now, now let me talk a bit about that. You know, when people think of holistic holistic health or holistic medicine they usually think of naturopathic medicine so so they think of a nutritional ap approach that emphasizes nutrition um you know uh, exercise uh you know those sorts of things avoiding medication you know avoiding conventional care surgery that sort of thing but when i talk about holistic care i'm coming from a completely different part of a different uh different place and let me explain that okay I'm not saying that people don't need to be on medications, they don't need procedures, they don't need surgeries. But what I'm saying is that conventional medicine only addresses the most superficial level of who we are, and that is the physical. Mm -hmm. Medical school does not dive even, doesn't even scratch the surface of who we are. Now, some people may argue, well, there's psychiatry, but psychiatry is predominantly pharmaceutical. I mean, there's very little counseling and psychotherapy, which it, most of that is done by psychologists, not psychiatrists. So it doesn't address the depth of who we are. So when I talk about holistic care, when I talk about healing, what I'm talking about is cultivating and integrating all the levels of who we are, physical, the, the, the mental, which is the mind, um, the emotional, the vibrational, and the spiritual and cultivating those at the highest level integrating them to create the optimal environment for your illness or chronic condition to be treated most effectively with a possible elimination of the symptoms and a possible resolution of the condition mm -hmm. and i make a distinction between healing and cure cure is a defined endpoint at the level of the physical but healing is what i just already mentioned um, you know, creating that optimal environment uh, for uh, to address the the condition, and healing is not a static uh, state, and it's not an endpoint. Healing is something we always need to be engaged in because 
when you talk about cure, even if you cure one condition, another one might be just around the corner. And healing is a process and it is part is an integral part of our journey in life. Mm -hmm. And and this is, this is what I have written about in my book um, about that journey of healing. And if I were to summarize it in in a phrase, I would say the journey of healing is the journey of awakening to who we truly are in our greatness or magnificence, our true essence, the way we were born into this world, that essence that is taken away from us as we progress through experiences in our life, um, as our attention is drawn outside of ourselves to the outside world, how we are, um, you know, we are led here and there, but we, there is very little um, knowledge or teaching about the inner world, about the, the, about the life within. Now there's been a trend in recent years towards promoting mindfulness and meditation. Mm-hmm. And so I, I see some positive things in society. There has been a trend, but it's still the exception and not the norm. Right. And, um, and I see that as a positive trend, but there's a lot more um, that needs to be done. And it's, more the, it's, it's about more than just mindfulness and meditation. Because you could you know, meditate for 5, 10, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, in the morning or in the evening. But how are you approaching the rest of your day? Is that mindfulness or meditation permeating the rest of your rest of your daily existence? Is it truly there? Mm-hmm. And for, for most, I'm just going to say one thing and I'll let you speak. But for most people, it's not because I see that. I see that amongst people who do do that. And I think that a more holistic approach to that, which is the healing, can get us there. But anyways, I'll let you speak. You have something you wanted to share. <laughs> Say is all I was gonna say. As a lay person, I'm not medical at all. But matter of fact, both my parents were in medicine. My dad was okay. a dentist. My dad was a dentist, and my mom was a supervisor of a hospital lab. And nice. they both wanted me to go into medicine. Okay. Like, medicine not for never, you. never resonated with me. So I was like, yeah. nah. I couldn't. I I didn't like walking into the hospital. I didn't like the smell of a hospital. I didn't like. No, yeah, that yeah. never resonated with me. So as a lay person that is not connected to the medical world at all, I agree with you a thousand percent. And, yeah. it, and when I think of holistic, I think of whole, the whole being. Right. We are, we, our body is just a part of who we are. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. a body, but we're, we're mind, we're spirit, we're body, we're all of this. And yeah. to be heal and healthy and it's an ongoing process and to be healthy all three of those mind body and soul have to be well healthy and with meditation meditation is great but like you said some people do 15 minutes in the morning 15 at night but what's the rest of their day like exactly for me meditation is a i i mean i do take time to do Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love it at the in nature at the lake. Yes. Uh, but I do take time to do some meditation morning and night. But mm-hmm. for me, meditation is moment in yes. every now moment. And you right. met, you mentioned Eckhart Tolle, which for me the power of presence, being present, taking a deep breath, and being present is a yeah. meditation. So it's a living meditation. 
It is. Uh, yes. It's a living meditation. And then the way I address that in my book is I talk about the flow. Mm -hmm. um, I talk about that later on in my book about getting into the flow, being in the flow. And I, I believe I'm talking about the same thing Eckhart Tolle is talking about when he's talking about presence, about yes. being present, being fully aware. Um, and I approach it differently than he does. But I think we are both pointing in the same direction and getting to the same place. Exactly. Um, you, know, and, you know, when we talk about, think about getting in the flow, I mean, what popular society, popular culture knows that as is getting in the zone. It's usually attributed to star athletes, right? Mm -hmm. Star mm -hmm. athletes who perform at their, their highest. And, right. and they perform amazing things. And, and I think that, um, you know, this, the, the American society, well, everyone, society's fascination in general with professional sports, I think it has to do with, with that, you know, seeing that in person getting into yes. the zone because there's such a lack of it in our lives. I mean, most people don't live that way, but imagine if we could, and I, I, I believe we can. Yes. And I'm not saying that, um, and that's part of the, the journey of healing. Now, now, the other thing I say in my book is that this journey is not for the faint of heart, and I, do, I, make, no, um, I, I make no qualms about it. It's not an easy path. But I feel that it is the path that we all need to be on in order to achieve our highest potential, to awaken to our true nature, to heal physically, mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and live our lives to the fullest. I mean, there's that famous phrase, you know, we want to live our life, live your life to the fullest. But most people when they hear that, they see it as, well, I need to rack up more experiences or I need to accumulate more things or I need to accumulate more money. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those things, experiences and, and material things, but that's not what living life to the fullest is about. It's about living as a whole being, an integrated being, and truly being in the moment, in the flow. Yes, and so living in harmony, both within yourself and with your surroundings, with the people, with the nature, with everything around you. Because like you said, we are all one. Mm -hmm. And when you're in the flow, you're embodying that oneness. And I think that that is a vital key to healing, yes. to realizing. And in my first chat, first section of the um the healing process i talk about intention but when i talk about intention i, I mean the intention to heal mm -hmm. that intention needs to be grounded in two things it has to be grounded in meaning or purpose and connection mm -hmm. and what i mean by by meaning is having knowing why you're here having a greater calling a greater a mission we all have a reason for being here not all of us know why it is right. why, why we're here what it is and um, it's up to us. It is imperative for us to discover why we're here. It is our, our duty to know why we're here, not to live just lives of quiet desperation and, you know, just going day by day and, you know, you know living on the surface. No, we are meant to dive deep within our true nature, discover what that true nature is and, and how that true nature or that purpose our purpose is to awaken yes. how that, that, that purpose is expressed 
in our physical life, in our earthly life, is our calling, is our mission. So that's part of intention. The other part is connection, knowing that we do not live in isolation. We are connected with everyone and everything um, in our immediate vicinity, in our community, in our country, on the planet, and in the universe. Right. Yes. So we have to embody that and realize that. And the world now is increasingly connected. It's because of technology and the internet and social media. Yes. But that is just an embodiment. That's just a physical embodiment or, or physical representation of that connection that has always been there. Yes. Now we can actually see it through technology, but it's always been there. Mm-hmm. Very that Wi-Fi, you know, we're looking for our Wi-Fi connection. Yes. You know, yes. There's, all that, there's a greater connection than Wi-Fi and that, that is our connection to the source. Yes. And our Very. connection to each other. Mm-hmm. Very you true. Know? And when you spoke of athletes getting in the zone, the thing is, we all can get that when we're in, and we all can get in the zone. And I believe everyone has been in there, maybe yes, for a short time. But yeah. whatever your passion is, whether it be art, music, like I, mm. I said, I knew from a very young age. Even though both my parents were in medicine, they were pushing me to go into medicine. But I knew from a very young age. Medicine was not my calling, you know, so I was, I was thankful that even as a young child, I always followed right. what was right. in my heart. And that's, right. that's how, that's what will lead each and every one of us to mm-hmm. our calling, because every now moment, our higher selves, our spirit guides are always mm-hmm. in every now moment guiding us in that right. direction as to why we are here. And right. all we have to do is quiet the mind, open up the heart, yeah. and listen, and follow yeah. what's in that heart. Not in the head, follow what's in the heart. Because I guess right. if, I, if I was really just going with the head, I would have went into medicine and probably mm-hmm. been miserable. <laughs> yeah. No, well, that's interesting you say that because a lot of my, like my journey into medicine, um, I would probably say was a lot of it was my head. Like I was rationalizing, you know, well, you know, what should I do with my life? And I rationalized, like I told you earlier, you know, this career combines all the things I'm looking for, Mm -hmm. but it it wasn't until I got into medicine that I realized that that's not what I was looking for. I was looking for a way to um, be of service to large numbers of people. And my medicine career, I see as a stepping stone to a greater calling. Yes. And my book is the beginning of that calling. And I don't know where it's going to lead me. Um, I, I mean, I mentioned in the book that I feel like I'm a bridge between two worlds, the world of conventional medicine and a more holistic, um, integrative approach to healing. Yes. Maybe that journey will take me out of medicine. And I have, I have no, like, I, I, I have no expectations. Like, if I end up staying in the medical profession, wonderful. If I don't, if it takes me somewhere else, wonderful. Because I, I'm just answering a higher calling. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to answer a higher calling. I'm trying to clear away all that stuff that I have accumulated that we all accumulate throughout our lives that obscures us from our true nature. And Mm -hmm. I'm still on that journey. I mean, you know, we're all on that journey and I'm trying to clear that away and to, to kind of get to, to, to that essence of who I am and to see what my, what my greater calling truly is. Mm -hmm. Could Mm -hmm. it be speaking? Could it be coaching? Could it be teaching? Could it be, could it be teaching physicians? Could it be, bridging conventional medicine with a higher way of 
approaching healing. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And, but you see, I have no expectations for my path to take a certain direction. I just follow my path right. and it unfolds over time. When those early European explorers set out to sail, um, what, what they thought they were trying to get to uh, India right. to get all the spices and all the riches, when they set out in, off in the Atlantic Ocean, all they, they could see the horizon. They did not know no. where they were headed. And when they landed in North America, you know, they may have thought that they landed in India, but they had no idea what to expect. They had no idea where they were going. And I see the journey of life. I see that as a metaphor for the journey of life. Often we have certain goals and expectations in our lives. We want to get somewhere. But if we just, you know, have that kind of faith or that um, embrace the unknown. And actually a part of my healing process is embracing the unknown (laughs) and, and, um, you know, and, and, and loving that uncertainty. Because yes. that's such a that's such a that's such a big part of our lives. Even though it may induce fear, but um, you know, when we embrace that unknown and we follow our path, it's amazing um, the things that we can encounter. I had no idea that I would complete my book. I had no idea that it would be published. I had no idea that if you go on Amazon, I have like a bunch of five star reviews. I had no idea whether my book would be liked mm-hmm. by people whether they it would help anybody mm-hmm. i trusted my intuition on setting out on this path right. and has got me to this point and um and, and and that's and there's such a beauty and such a power right. in you know just letting go mm-hmm. and just just following your gut your intuition and seeing where that'll take you. And that's uncovering all, everything that has obscured the heart. Right. You're talking about the heart and the mind. I mean, I made the decision to enter medicine from the mind, but it's about, you know, connecting the mind with the heart exactly. and following your true essence. Exactly. And in, any, in, in truth, whatever decision, even, I mean, I joke when I say I would be miserable, even if I went into me- medicine, it would uh-huh. not, any decision we make is not the wrong decision. It's, it's right. a, wherever we, wherever we wind up, it's exactly where we're supposed to be. But exactly. we want to, as we evolve, mm-hmm. we want to start listening more to where spirit is guiding us. Our yes. higher self is always guiding us. And so, yeah. you know, and, but wherever we are is wherever anybody, whatever job a person's in, whatever they're doing, whether they hate their job, whether they love their job, they're exactly where they're supposed to be. Cause now to be. it's yeah. right now is where in every now moment we have the yeah. opportunity to listen to that heart and follow that. And the thing right. is what I just, what I feel is a lot of people hear what spirit is guiding them to do but mm-hmm. a, a lot of them are afraid to go in that direction because they don't know where it's going to lead and that's exactly is, that's the, the the paradox i guess you can call it that when spirit is guiding you they guide you they let you know here take this step go left don't go uh-huh. right but uh-huh. you don't know where left's gonna take you. Right. You know? So you're like, oh, but I don't know where that goes. So you don't go. So you exactly. know that's, that's that's what it is. But it's always even when I started my show three years ago, 
I had no idea where it's going to lead me. I have 16,000 listeners on Blog Talk Radio. I have, you know, so many hundreds of thousands of views on YouTube. And that was uh, three years ago I started that. Mm-hmm. And now I am starting my first book, you know. So, and I nice. don't know where that's going to lead me, you know. I, and I was encouraged by my listeners to write a book. So, yeah. you know, you don't know where it's going to lead. Like you say, you just follow what's in your heart yeah. and, and trust. It's a, it's a matter of knowing you, you, we all know we're hearing spirit's guidance and when yes. we follow it, we have to trust. Okay. Spirit's leading me this way. And so mm-hmm. I say the spirit all the time. Okay. I don't know where this is taking me, but I'm going to be obedient and go this way. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, the thing is that, you know, if, if you look at our lives, like a lot of people want that certainty in their lives, like they want, to know that everything's going to be okay and you know you know nothing is going to go wrong and we're not but the thing is that that's not the journey of life because exactly. the thing is that it doesn't matter who you are you could be the wealthiest person on the planet you could have you know everything that you ever wanted but you're going to face challenges mm-hmm. and i believe that we are meant to face challenges in order to help us grow and evolve into conscious beings that we were always meant to be and the other thing is that uh, when we stay in our comfort zone, we're, we're essentially withering away. We're dying. We need to step out of our comfort zone. And it's only when we're out of our comfort zone that we truly, um, we, so, we grow and we have the potential to soar and reach new heights. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, anybody who has accomplished anything of any importance, you know, either on a grand scale or even in their personal life, did not do it in their comfort zone. I mean, it certainly wasn't comfortable for me to write my book and to chase after, you know, a number of publishers before I got published and to have all these rejections. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not easy for me to, to, to be on a show like this. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. It is easy for me now. But in the beginning, I've done a lot of podcasts. It wasn't easy to bear my soul and to show who I truly am. Mm-hmm. but I feel that's what, what I'm doing now. And I have nothing to hide. I have nothing to fear. Yes. I mean, I am, you know, on purpose. Yes. And, you know, a lot, a lot of people, maybe people within the healthcare profession or other physicians or, or, other, or, or you know, healthcare professionals may not agree with what I say or may, they may not see, they may not see what I am trying to right. uh, convey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just because they haven't woken up yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they have. They have. They have a lot of introspection that they have to do, because you know, getting back to the, the I mean, the healthcare and healing. I mean, the healthcare system is failing. I mean, you don't have to be a, a professional to see that. It, it, it's failing in, in not in Canada and especially in the United States. And I know that because I've worked in the U.S. For, yes. Yes. I trained. I trained for six years, and I worked in the U.S. for six years before I came to Canada. Mm-hmm. It is failing, mm-hmm. and we need to ask the deeper questions. Like I, I, I'm just kind of um, disheartened that nobody's asking why, mm-hmm. because I believe, and this is something I learned from Tony Robbins, mm-hmm. that the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions you ask. Mm-hmm. Ask better questions, and you will create a better life. Yes. And to that effect, there's a whole chapter in my book where I summarize close to 100 questions that I think everybody 
needs to ask themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and if everybody were to ask themselves even a fraction of those questions and yeah. truly journal on them, dive deep into them, their life would transform. Mm-hmm. Even just doing a fraction of those. Yeah. And, and that's what I think the healthcare system needs to do. We need to question. We're, 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 we're going along with the way things are, but we're not right. questioning. That is quo. Status quo. We need to question, well, why are people not getting better? Why is chronic disease on the rise? Why is there more hypertension and diabetes and heart disease and cancer and autoimmune disease and and all these things? Why is there more depression and anxiety? Why is there more fear? Why is there more disconnection amongst people? Um, Why is there more separation? Why? We need to ask. Yes. Because that is not the way we are meant to live. Exactly. exactly. It's meant to be the exception, not the norm, and it is becoming the norm. Mm-hmm. And um, and and my and my and I'm here to to take a stand and to help people awaken, awaken to the truth of who they are, their true nature. Yes, the and, truth of who they are. Yes, and to to get on that path to healing that mm-hmm. path of awakening. Yes. Um, and, and that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's truly, that's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that, that is, that is my calling. We're both here for the same reason. Only I'm, I'm doing it with the podcast and you're doing right. your book in medicine, which is yeah. an amazing thing. Now you mentioned challenges, the challenge we all in life go through challenges. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I'm going to take that a little bit deeper. Sure. My, from my belief, from my perspective, our challenges we planned before we came into this incarnation. Yeah, I, I agree with we you. We planned them for that mm. reason to help mm. us awaken. Yes. So every yeah. challenge is truly a blessing in yes. disguise. Yes. This is a, this is a, what you're alluding to is a, a kind of a, a, a very deep concept. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what the word for it is, but, um, but, but the thing is that, you know, our higher self um, likely knows before we at a, like a mental or a psychological level right. know um, about our lives because mm-hmm. our higher self is that aspect of ourselves, which is our true nature, our essence, mm-hmm. and yeah. one with the source. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, we are not always in touch with our higher self. I mean, if you look around society, it's not hard to see that the majority of people are not in tune with that yes. true nature of who they are, the higher self, which is why, you know, when challenges come up, obstacles come up, it derails them. Mm-hmm. It creates these negative feelings, these negative emotions. It creates anxiety. It stops them in their tracks, right. you know, all these things. But if we lived from, our higher self, our true nature. Yes. We would see those um, obstacles and challenges as the blessings that they truly are. Yes. And it's hard to see that when you're living those obstacles and challenges from the level of your mind. The Mm -hmm. mind is a tool Mm -hmm. that is given us to use. It's not who we are. Exactly. And our mind can be our greatest enemy. And I know that firsthand because I suffered with that negative thinking that I started out talking started this conversation talking about right. mm-hmm. because of my lack of understanding of mm-hmm. who I am 
mm-hmm. because of the experiences I had early in my childhood, I had that negative thinking. Right. And I, I still, I'm going to be honest, I still struggle with it to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife will be the first one to tell me that and point it out. <laughs> it's a working, I mean, it's a right. work in progress. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm on that journey and it's I'm not. It's a work in progress in every now moment. The wonderful yeah. thing is in every now moment, we have the opportunity to say, okay, 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 I'm going back. I'm, I'm slipping back to that old Right. Day. Let me slap yeah. myself. Wake up, okay, because we awake being awake is yeah. not you you're awake one second and okay, like you like you said, you're not healed one second and okay, never have to worry about anything. No, no, it's no, a no. Moment to moment, not even a day to day. It's yes. a moment to moment process of remembering right. to wake up and stay awake. And it can yeah. And then that's what I think Eckhart Tolle is talking about when he talks about being in the moment, being aware, being present, because he's not just talking about, well, it's not about being in the present in terms of time. That's right. an aspect of it. But it's about when you're in the moment, you are um, living your life vertically instead of horizontally, which means that you are in the moment is when you can touch the depths of who we are. It's not by lamenting over the past or worrying about the future because every moment that has happened or will happen is happen and that will happen is happening now. Yes. It's happening now. Mm -hmm. And time is just an illusion. Einstein proved that through the theory of relatively. He already, he already proved that scientifically that time is just an illusion. It's not even real. It's just a tool that we use in a linear fashion, but everything is happening now and it's all frequency because yeah. we are energy. What we are is an energy filled with a body, you know? Right. With the, but even that, that body is part of that energy field. Exactly. The energy gives off a frequency. Yeah. So what we experience is the frequency where we're at. Exactly. And unfortunately, we live in a world that, you know, we have to live by schedules. You know, we have to go to school at a certain time. We have to show up at work. We have to, you know, but the thing is that you can still live in the physical by those schedules, but not be bound by time and that you can transcend time by living in the moment. And you can actually, you know, there's some people like Gay Hendricks who I, his book in the big leap, he talks about Mm -hmm. expanding time. Oh yeah. He talks about expanding time and that is through the moment. And it's yeah. beyond the scope of our conversation to get into that. And right. I'm not an expert in that. But I mean, if anyone's interested, I mean, I would recommend reading that book. But um, mm-hmm. you can even expand time. Yes. And, uh, you know, and that, that proves yeah. that time is relative. I can touch on it just a, mi- a little bit. It's like we all know that when you're having fun, time yeah. flies. Time flies. Right. Yes. And in truth, when you're having fun and time, it feels like time is flying, you are expanding time. Yes, say, say, exactly. For example, uh, on the clock, two hours went by, but you, you have no concept of that. Right. When it only felt like 20 minutes to you. And right. scientifically, now I'm not a scientist, but scientifically, yeah. you only age 20 minutes instead exactly. of Exactly. Mm, that's a good, that's an excellent yes. uh, example of that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, 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 so the reason I start mentioning that about time is because, you know, living in the moment, mm-hmm. we're transcending time and we're touching our, t- touching our true, we're experiencing our true nature, mm-hmm. which transcends time, Yes. Uh, transcends our physical 
yes. uh, aspects. I mean, we are not our body. We are not our thoughts. We are not our emotions. These are just aspects of who we are. Exactly. Who we are is far greater than any of those things. And if even a fraction of the people on the planet right. could realize that and embody yes. that yes. and live that, even like less, even like 3% or even less, we could transform our experience uh, on this yeah. planet yeah. because there is just so much suffering right now mm-hmm. uh, on the planet in all areas, whether, wherever you look, politics, economics, uh, mm-hmm. we already talked about healthcare, relationships, yeah. um, you know, there's uh, all sorts of global regional conflicts. Um, mm-hmm. People are just in a state of angst. And uh, if only a fraction of us could could experience that awakening, yes. we would transform our planet and, and, and our experience of life on this earth. Yes. And who we are, um, and I always like to say from my perspective, because all perspectives are valid, but from my perspective, who we are, are divine aspects of God. We are not separate from God. We no, are one no, with God. Not at all. And we're holistic. We're holistic, multidimensional, as yes. God is. So holistic, if people understand what holistic is, my favorite quote of Rumi's is, you're not a drop in the ocean. Mm-hmm. You're the ocean mm-hmm. drop. Yeah, I love that quote. That's a famous all quote. All that God is, yes. All that yeah. God is, we are. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. So, I, I mean, Rumi is one of, is my favorite yes. poet. And... Yes. Um, I mean, you know, he actually lived what yes. we were talking about. And there's, there's many teachers throughout history. I mean, yes. you know, if you look at, uh, you know, Muhammad, God, peace be upon God, him, God, uh, yes. uh, there's, there's Jesus and mm-hmm. then there's the Buddha. Right. And, and we talked about Gandhi and there's, yes. there's even been people in the modern world yes. um, who I think are, right. are uh, teachers of this yes. truth. Yes. Um, we've already mentioned a lot of them already. So. Yes. Um, they're amongst us. It's just that more of us need to awaken. Yes. And, and, and life is not about what we think it's about. I mean, I believe our only purpose for being here mm-hmm. is to awaken to our true nature. True. That is the only purpose. And like I said earlier, how we express that purpose can be in many different ways. Mm-hmm. It could be through business. It could be through art. It could be through parenthood, right. raising our children to be the best they can be. Yes. It could be in medicine. It could be in politics. It could be. It could be in any number of ways. Yes. This is not about you know someone choosing your path for you. You have to awaken to who you are yes. and realize your true nature. Then your path yes. unfolds well, in front of you. In yes. front of you. Yes. Yes. So true. And that's what more. more that's what more of us need to do. Yes. This is so true. Please share with our listeners how they can follow you and yes. how they can get one a copy of your website. Excellent. Book. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to do that. So I have a website. It's um nomanaim.com. I'll spell it. It's N as in Nancy, A U M as in Mary, A N as in Nancy, then another N as in Nancy, A E E M as in Mary.com. Now on that website there's links to different ways you can purchase my book, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, um Indiebound, um Chapters Indigo. And there's also some, um, uh, it, there's other podcasts that I post that I've done, other interviews I've done. Mm-hmm. I have a blog. I, I put up an article every uh, two weeks. I'm going to try to do it every week, but right now it's every two weeks. Okay. And I have some information on my programs and services. I mean, right now I, I am uh, coaching as well. 
okay. and I coach in the areas of overcoming chronic disease, about increasing focus and productivity, and finding your true calling. Okay. And anybody who is like having any challenges or feels stuck or or is lost, mm -hmm. I'm willing to have a conversation with you. And I, I offer free sessions. Like you know, you can contact me, and we'll do a free session for as long as we need to do to to get you on the path. And if you're interested in working with me further, we can. I'd be happy to, to, to dive into that. But I'm basically just here to help as many people as I can. And I'm trying to do that through coaching. Um, also, I, I want to do more speaking and I'm looking to do more speaking. And, and um, you know, like I said, this journey is unfolding and I, I'm just excited to see where it takes me. Right now, it's taken me um, here. So, so visit my website, uh, namannaim.com. I also have a uh, Facebook group, Optimizing Health and Focus, mm -hmm. and a Facebook page, Healing from the Inside Out. So you can visit me there as well. Also, I know there are people listening with medical issues right now. Listening, yes. And you yes. are a medical doctor. Um, what, what um, you know, chronic illnesses, you mentioned the, the major ones, heart disease, mm -hmm. um, all the chronic illnesses that are just on the rise in the U.S. and Canada and in the world, but I think especially in the U.S., yes. all these things are on the rise. So will you, you know, give some advice to the listeners that are mm -hmm. suffering with some of these parts? Um, so, yeah. so, so, so this is what I would say. I would say um, start where you are. I, I would not advise you to make any dramatic changes like stopping your medications or stop seeing your physician, not at all. What I, I obviously encourage you to get my book and, and read my book. Now, there's a lot of other people out there who have written similar books. Deepak Chopra is the one that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. um, I have a different approach than he does, and I believe my book is very comprehensive. So what, where I, I encourage people to start is with intention. You need to have the intention to heal. Yes. And that's the first step in my healing process. In order to have that intention, you can't have the intention to heal unless you have two things, which I've already mentioned. That is a higher meaning or a calling for your life and that connection to um, other people, to nature, to, um, to the universe. Mm -hmm. And I encourage you to explore why you have not set out on the healing path, why you have not set that intention. Because I met a, I've met a lot of patients who do not have the intention to heal. And I believe because those two, two, those two key ingredients are missing. Mm -hmm. And I have a series of questions that can help people um, you know, solidify that intention, mm -hmm. uh, to ground that intention. And uh, like I said, I, I, for me to get into that in the scope okay. of this conversation, beyond the scope of this conversation, mm -hmm. I encourage your listeners to get my book right. and, uh, and to contact me uh, if you want to dive deeper, deeper into this. Right. Right. Do you find that many patients with chronic illness, do you find that they, many of them have um, just kind of given up, just don't think that it's possible? Yes, yes. And, and that is sad. It, I do see that. I do see that because they haven't been shown, they know no other way of being. They haven't mm -hmm. been shown a path. They haven't been introduced to the concepts such as what is in my book or right. similar concepts. Right. So, so even if my book is to even able to create, or even this conversation that we've had for about an hour, right. even if it's able to create a little opening, yes, maybe let a little light in, open a little crack where a little yes. light gets in, yes, you know, even that little light, yes, can give you the um, incentive and the courage to to 
to break that crack wide open and let the light flood in. Yes. Yes. And let let your light shine out. So even if it's created that little, little glimpse of something that you did not know prior to hearing this, that's a starting point to start wherever you are, just start there and explore, read my book, contact Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to have conversations with anyone who's interested. I'm happy to work with people on a deeper level on a longer term. Yes. Yes. Um, You know, uh, as a coach. So Mm -hmm. that's what I encourage your listeners to do. Very good. Well, what I, what, what really inspires me is that, like you said, with our technology, we can, we can do um, connect. You're in Canada. I'm in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. We can Mm -hmm. connect you know, and have a a show together. And there's more and more podcasts that are focusing Mm -hmm. on things of this nature, which which was not not even heard of five years ago. No. So this is the wonderful thing that is happening that people are hearing these. uh, And there are authors like Eckhart Tolle and Michael Beckwith. He was on the show. I'm trying to. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) I'm hoping Eckhart to get Eckhart on the show. But yes. um, So there's many, many speakers out there that are, are speaking our language, are speaking our language of awakening humanity to the truth of who they are. Yes. Awakening them to the truth of oneness because oneness and who we are are the same thing we are yes. one we are aspects of god the divine we are all that is my term for god is all that is yes. there's nothing outside of no all. not at all nothing. nothing outside so thank you dr noman i said it correctly right yes you did thank you <laughs> thank carolyn you. for having me this has oh, been a, thank uh you. I, I love having these conversations because um i feel there's not enough of them Yes. And, uh, I mean, you know, even if this is able to help one person see themselves differently than they did before, then we have done a service. Yes. Yes. I say that all the time. I've been yes. doing this show now for three years. I said, if I could just help one person to awaken to who they are and start uh-huh. living their life fully, which was how it is intended to be. I've, I've done what I've needed to do. So this yes. Thank you so, so much. Thank it's you. Airing tomorrow night. Uh, for those who are watching, it'll be airing, um, uh, what is tomorrow? Uh, the 23rd, February the 23rd, um, 7 p.m. Eastern. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you, Carolyn. Bye-bye.